There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Apparently a good spa these days, hard to find as well, but they found a good one, but they've, they've let them go. Let me talk spads for a moment to a man who I remember when he was a, a youngster in a newsroom, uh, Peter Cardwell. Peter, good morning. I'm still a youngster, Frank. You are, uh, good morning. You are but a boy. You are but a boy. You're, you're from <laughs> Rich Hill, aren't you, Peter? That's right, Rich Hill, yeah. Thank you, Armagh. Uh, great place full of lovely people, especially at Rich Hill Methodist Church. Yeah, R- Rich Hill, w- wonderful, wonderful part of the world, as you as you say. And you worked in the UTV newsroom a number of years ago. Now, you're popping up on practically every screen after this uh, reshuffle yesterday because you're one of the government's special advisors, and uh, this has been terminated. Now, we'll get to that in, in a moment. But just for people listening to you, one hundred and five, remind us of your career path because it's impressive. I'm not blowing smoke up your cassock here, but it's impressive from being a, a young journalist in the UTV newsroom uh, via working for the Secretary of State to the Department of Justice. T- t- tell me about the journey you took. Well, I was. Uh, I really enjoyed UTV. It was a great place to work. And uh, the head of news there, uh, when I was there, Darwin Templeton was fantastic, great leader, and someone who taught me an awful lot. I was a reporter there for two years, appearing on UTV Live and YouTube, what was then UTV Live Tonight as well, uh, basically almost every day. I really, really enjoyed it. What happened uh, shortly after that is that I, well, I, I moved to, to England to try to sort of Dick Livington style to try to make my make my way with my knapsack and uh, did some uh, freelance work for Channel 5 News and then I uh, alighted on Good Morning Britain. I was there for two years as a reporter, mostly covering political things, often in Westminster and dealing with the kind of people uh, who I then became, special advisor, these uh, strange uh, jobs that are uh, every uh, Secretary of State, and uh, there are many of them, and of course some lost their jobs yesterday like me, um, have these special advisors whose job it is to advise them on all sort of all, all sorts of things from a political perspective. I was very lucky in that uh, James Brokenshire had just been appointed. You'll remember him from the Northern Ireland office, and a woman who I had spoken to quite a lot as a journalist, a woman called Fiona Hill, who then went on to be chief of staff to Theresa May, asked me whether I would consider joining the Northern Ireland office as special advisor to James Brokenshire. I did that for about a year and a half. I, uh, when Karen Brady took over, I stayed on just for a few weeks to, to help her sort of bed in a little bit. I then moved to the Home Office. James then came back into government. You may remember he very unfortunately had lung cancer, but he had an operation and is feeling a lot, uh, you know, he's up to full health and was back in the cabinet. Um, and uh, he moved to the Ministry of Housing, was with him for about another year and a half. 
uh, and then uh, when Mrs May left government, sadly, so did James, who's a really good guy and one of my top ten people in the whole world, uh, sadly left government, which was a devastating blow, uh, but that's politics. Uh, and then another Secretary of State, this time the Justice Secretary, Robert Buckland, uh, it sort of took me off the, the scrap heap, I suppose, and gave me a job as his special advisor. That all came to an end yesterday with the reshuffle because what happens is sometimes uh, when secretaries of state keep their job, their special advisors don't. And I was told that, uh, you know, my services were no longer required. It's all very amicable. Um, and, uh, you know, I had a great run, uh, sort of three and a half years. You are, as a special advisor, uh, certainly here in Westminster, where I'm talking to you from, you're, uh, you know, you, you're a bit of a political mayfly. You don't last very long. And most people get less than two years. I had over three and a half. And you, during those three and a half years, you're in a very well-paid role because we have an idea of what special advisors get here and it's going to be north of that over at Westminster. Uh, you, you must bring some special skills to it. As, as independent, you, 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 know, you don't have to be a Tory boy to do this. You, I presume you're, you're independent, but you have an understanding of how government works. Not, not quite, Frank. Um, you're actually, I'm a member of the Conservative Party and uh, the special advisors are, are sort of party political. It's the civil servants, the, the hundreds, in some cases thousands of, of civil servants in different departments who, who, run, who run the show uh, from, this, from the civil service perspective and they can work for any administration uh, where special advisors generally, well, almost exclusively only work for either the Conservative or Labour Party or, or the government of the day. Um, also on the money front, I'm absolutely not complaining about what my salary was until yesterday. I was well paid to do a great job, uh, but you actually get paid slightly less than the Stormont advisors, uh, believe it or not. Um, so uh, they, they generally get a little bit more than, than we do over here in Westminster. That is, is a, that is a, a scandal. That's a, a scandal in itself. Just a factual point. That's okay. But that, that is a scandal in itself that devolved government spads get more than Westminster spads. But however, there's been much much debate and discussion about that. So, so explain to me, you know, obviously when you were working with us, you weren't a member of the Conservative Party. You now are a member of the Conservative Party. Do you have to be? Just explain how that works, because I, I presume that you could be independent and still be an advisor to a Secretary of State for whichever department. Uh, no, so sorry, someone just started some drilling. I, I expect you can hear it in the background if they apologize. I think they've drilled through your phone, Peter. You, you still with me? Can you still hear me, Peter? That's a pity with a line because I do want to. I do want to get a full understanding of how this man has a job one day and doesn't have it the next day. You're back with me, Peter. Yes, I am. Sorry. Okay, sorry, sorry about that. No, ju- just that. you're okay. Just exp- explain to me how the spads actually work across there in relation to some or or any being independent and some being uh, paid up members of a party. Sure. So the civil servants. Uh, who let, let's take the Northern Ireland office, probably the best example. So probably, when I was there, there were about 150 civil servants there, and they do great work, and they uh, do all the things that need to be done to t- give the Secretary of State all the different information that he or she needs to, uh, to do their job. But uh, what, are, what every Secretary of State uh, has are usually two, sometimes three or more special advisors who are generally members of the Conservative Party. They're certainly there 
to tell you uh, sort of politically this is going to be difficult, particularly if you have a legacy, something I know you've covered an awful lot, this prosecution of soldiers. So I would have been advising James Brokenshire in terms of saying, look, this is a really, really tough issue. There's going to be a lot of trouble on the Conservative backbenchers here. I've been talking to MPs, getting their opinions on it, as well as, you know, flying backwards and forwards between London and Belfast, um, being at his side, sitting in meetings with the likes of Martin McGuinness uh, before, uh, when, when he was uh, Deputy First Minister, obviously, before he died, uh, Michelle O'Neill, Arlene Foster, all those kind of people, sitting in the meetings, occasionally contributing, but generally just listening, and then afterwards, uh, you know, preparing the Secretary of State for those meetings, and also afterwards having a debrief and saying, what have we achieved from that, and how can we move things forward? And uh, I was actually having a cup of tea with Julian Smith, who's also lost his job yesterday. I had a cup of tea with him on Tuesday, and uh, obviously he did fantastic work and uh, was a very, very successful Secretary of State. And what he said, and I'm sure he won't mind me telling you, Frank, uh, what he told me on Tuesday was that he, he said, thank you very much indeed, but, uh, you know, the groundwork was done, um, especially by James Brokenshire and, uh, and with some of it by Karen Bradley as well. And, and just finally, could you or could your replacement do your job if they weren't a member of the Conservatives? Uh, they could, hypothetically, yes, although it is expected that you act in a political way. Um, do, do, are you interested, Frank? Is that, is that something you consider yourself for? I, I, think, I think I've spent enough time being neutral. I think it's about time that I joined a political party and made some, made some real money. How, how did, how did yesterday... Conservatives are... <laughs> no, don't... Conservatives are don't, 25 quid a year, Frank, you know, for a bargain. Don't, don't sell one party to me over the other. How, how, how did yesterday manifest itself? Because that must have been disappointing when the reshuffle meant that your Secretary of State for Justice no longer needed you. Well, uh, what happens with special advisors is a weird sort of HR process. And uh, what happens is you have two approvals, one from your Secretary of State and one from Downing Street. And uh, what happened was that Robert uh, uh, Buckland, the uh, Lord Chancellor, was, was happy to keep me on. That was not the case uh, for um, for from Downing Street. And uh, they sort of pulled, pulled it and decided they wanted someone else. Uh, as I say, it was a bit of a bonus to have the last six months. I was very grateful. And I think, you know, um, you can, you know, it's a, it's certainly return to the words of Dr. Zeus when he says, you know, don't cry because it's over, smile because it happened. Mm, and, and, and what about the old bad blood that's in there? Like you guys, you, you know, you, you, you must knife each other in the back beyond belief, uh, figuratively speaking, of course. But there must be incredible bad blood between departments and ministers and politicians and it must be a, a an evil game to be part of Peter. It's a tough game. It's a tough game, Frank, but you know, so is running a country and I think what is really clear is that um, you know, the Prime Minister has taken decisive action. Sadly, I'm uh, you know, a casualty of that, but you know, you can't sit around and be better and behind the scenes there's actually a lot more affection and, you know, my, my phone has literally had, I mean, I'm not saying I'm particularly popular or anything, but when these things happen in a public way, people generally know about it. I've had hundreds of messages, many of them from former colleagues, many of them from people who've done well out of this reshuffle, saying, Peter, I'm really sorry, let's have a cup of tea. And what's next for Peter Cardwell? Because, you know, you're, you're a popular bloke. Um, I, our memory of you working for the company is a very positive one. What's next for you? That's very kind of you to say so, Frank. I really enjoyed working at UTP. There are lots of lovely people there, and I, I still have friends in that building. 
Um, I, I don't know what's next for me. I'm probably going to take a bit of a holiday. Um, I've been very lucky and a, a number of people have been in contact already with uh, various job offers and things. So I will consider all those, see what's best for me. I mean, what I've, what I've learned over the past few years is that I need to be not bored. Um, and I need to do something I believe in. And I was very, very lucky to do that for James Brokenshire at the Northern Ireland office uh, and uh, in, in various other departments with various other sectors of state. And uh, I want to continue to, to do something that is uh, that is worthwhile. There is a job available here in Belfast, but you would have to leave the Conservative Party. You'd have to step down from any role within politics. And as the head of news at UTV, might you be my new boss in the near future? Frank, I mean, I had a great time at UTV, uh, with the exception of Shrek 2. You know, the the uh, sequel is never as good as the original. Um, so I think I think one stint at UTV is probably enough. Uh, but, uh, you know, I'm free for weddings, bar mitzvahs and, you know, political punditry. <laughs> well, no doubt we'll have you on, Peter. We'll have you on. Uh, great speaking to you and uh, may your career Thanks, uh, flourish again in the near future. Thanks for coming on. Thank you. Thank you now. Okay, bye-bye. That is uh, young Peter Cardwell. He's a lot younger than me. And uh, he's had, my goodness, a heck of a CV. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.